You're listening to Around Comics, episode 115. Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic book roundtable, where twice a week you'll hear a revolving panel of guests discuss comic books and graphic novels. On every Monday episode like this one, we go over the week in comic news, review our favorite books from the previous week, and take a look at what's coming out in the next week. I'm Christopher Neesman, and filling out the roundtable today are Brian Salazar, Yo. Tom Caters, I know what you're going to like in the future, <laughs> and Scotty Young. And I'm going to tell you. You hate me, but in five minutes you'll fucking love me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Touch it's my six pack. Yeah. <laughs> I have thighs like granite. <laughs> and you can see them through your jeans. Through my jeans. <laughs> Jim Lee style. I'm even cross-hatched. <laughs> My knees are cross-hatched. I've never seen you know it. What, you know what other book is like that, where you can see the muscles through the jeans? What? Mouse Guard. <laughs> oh. But they have little pewter in the well, It's actually, it's Ultimate Mouse Guard. It's coming out. Ultimate, ultimate Mouse Guard. With pouches. <laughs> yes. Everywhere. And, and, and uh, raised scenes. <laughs> all right. All right. And you'll be able to pick that up at Borders. Not really. But this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by Borders. To help mice thrive in a world filled with harsh conditions and predatory attacks, the Mouse Guard was formed. In this first volume, Saxon Kenzie oh and boy. Liam are dispatched to find a missing merchant mouse that never arrived at his destination. In doing so, they stumble upon much more than they had bargained for. You get your copy of David Peterson's breakthrough series, Mouse Guard, at your local Borders. <laughs> Borders is your home for the newest graphic novels, manga, and more. Find a store near you at borderstores.com. Around Comics is recorded every Friday at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles. It's located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. I was thinking about this. I yes. went to the Detroit Zoo, and they had an exhibit about polar bears, and it was 98 degrees outside. And as I was sitting there watching a polar bear sit on like dry brown grass dying in the heat, I, uh, I often thought about what it must be like to come watch us record this. Yeah. <laughs> Just ask Katie from especially, last week. Yeah, especially <laughs> the girlfriend yeah. of someone uh, against her will. Yeah. Yeah, this so is, sad I missed sad that. Sad for both her yeah. and us. She yeah. did truly look sad. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, she... You know what I kept really was rethinking the relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of. Yeah. Well, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm just looking at her, going, yeah, that ain't gonna last yeah. long. <laughs> what was my girl doing while she was here? Uh, reading the comic. Reading the comic. I got him that's trained, what was baby. My girl doing when she didn't never sh- she would not return my no. phone calls on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> she runs and hides from you. That's why we stick together. I c- I trained my woman because uh, my abs are so sweet. Casey's gonna come in here and whip your ass uh-huh. for saying that. She just called, said, meet me. In Moody's, baby. I want to wash Moody some clothes. Moody has the best hamburgers in Chicago. I was like, wash some clothes. Chicago. She said, yeah, on your abs. You Moody's ever, is sweet. <laughs> you ever have a hamburger at Moody's? Well, I live around the, the corner from They're awesome. Yeah. You guys want to go to Moody's after the show? Sure. It's really far from my it's home. It's a, wait, what is <laughs> it? I once spent 10 hours there drinking <laughs> Waiting sangria. on your burger, probably, because no. the service is fucking terrible. Drinking sangria. <laughs> All right, I don't want to go. And then I fell, I fell asleep outside. <laughs> 
on the beautiful outside what porch. Speaking of outside porch, say something, Tom. Uh, <laughs> it's time for the news. It's time for the news. All right, guys, right off the top here, uh, the Elephant Men Wounded Animals hardcover has been resolicited. This was originally going to come out in March, but they bumped it to August because they wanted to make sure to have a beautiful Ladrone wraparound cover. So that's going to be coming to finer local comic shops and bookstores in August. So, now, this, uh, is, uh, this is a future wound, stack thing, I think. Wounded Animals... <laughs> Is the is that that's the elephant men that is, current elephant men? Because yes, yes. elephant men like I'm so confused. Yeah, elephant men like publishing. Yeah, you never know what what is what and when. Yeah. It, well, there, so this there's, is the there's, current there's series. There's the, the two hip flask hardcovers. Right. Okay. Elephant and they Man. They were first, long time, like long yes, time ago. But yes, the hardcovers about didn't four come or five out years ago. Not the hardcovers, but the book. Right. Yes, but Elephant Man is a pre-story mm. before hip flask. Everybody's too smart for me. Right. And then they're doing another one. But this is the current... Like this is, this is going to be this the is gonna be issues one through seven okay. of Elephant That's Man. what I wanted to know. Yeah. I just like aminals, dude. All right. Well, it's just kind of a shame that it's being uh, pushed back a little bit. But, you know, it's uh, it's good stuff. So uh, it's worth the wait. And yes. uh, that will uh, retail for uh, $24.99. It's 224 pages of hardcover goodness. Beautiful drone painted... Loveliness. Yes. So check out Elephant Man hardcover. Uh, Do it. Moving on, we've got some uh, some movie news. Uh, first of all, with the Dark Knight, they have some casting news. Nope. Looks like uh, Michael J. White. J. White. I thought this Jai? was the dude that played Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> he played also played Mike Tyson in the Mike oh, T- in the HBO was, uh, Mike Tyson movie. He was Spawn. He was Spawn. He was Spawn. Yeah, yes. he played Spawn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but he will. Be uh, uh, he's a horrible actor. Yes, and he's very short. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> he's going to be uh, playing the role of Gamble. What a horrible name! But uh, he is the uh, Gotham criminal that is kind of rushed in to fill the void from uh, Carmine Although Falcone being uh, uh, killed in the first movie. He hasn't acted in a long time, so maybe he's uh, uh, boned he's up. Oh no, no! Maybe oh, he's, oh, oh, he's Unleashed! Right? Have you seen un- uh, not Unleashed? With uh, what's uh, what was the movie? Um, Undisputed, the little prisoner movie. Yeah, with um, uh, Wesley Snipes. Yes. And, uh, well, there's a Undisputed too, and he's starring. Really? On himself. Wow. I haven't seen it, but you know what? I Netflixed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my Netflix. Only you and Crank. Yeah. Only you and Crank. Word up, Crank. When are you gonna uh, be my, my Netflix buddy? Uh, friend. I don't do this fucking Come computer on. friend stuff. You want to be my what? friend? Come to my house. We'll play some I, Risk and we'll get down, baby. <laughs> it's just another way for us to connect. Yeah, uh, uh, Transformers became the all-time record holder for Tuesday releases. Oh, with, what does it, that mean? I have no oh, idea. God. When it pulled down $27.4 million uh, dollars on know, You went and saw it, make a movie. You went and saw I did. I went and saw it. I'm going to make a movie and if... The record, it's going to beat the record for most money made at like 11.35 <laughs> on, um, I'm, I'm going to make up biggest a day, brunch, Slee Day. Biggest brunch yes, opening yes, ever. Yes. <laughs> I did see Transformers, I did see it. Uh, and how was um, it? It looks fantastic. Uh, and I'm a Michael Bay fan, by the way, so I, this isn't coming Love from somebody who is anti-Michael Bay. The bad Boys 2 is all I have to say, my oh, friend. Hey. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> I didn't say, hey, I said I'm a fan. He did The Rock, it doesn't right? mean, you guys, we're all comic book fans. It doesn't mean there's not shit out there. Hey, listen. Shit movie. 
I'm I'm just giving them a fair and yeah. balanced view. Yes, fair and balanced. That's but Bad Boys Two is shit. The plot uh, on Transformers, not good. Uh, the story itself, it's not, not good. good. I'm it's gonna say shocker. Though. Yeah, it's not good. But but it even be, by Michael Bay standards, it shouldn't be shocking though because Transformers has a pretty good built-in story built-in plot to follow. You could actually Energon build and make. Cubes, dude. You can you can make it better. Uh, it is funny. The first hour, it's two and a half hours. Doesn't need to be two and a half hours. Uh, the first hour, pretty funny. Shia LaBeouf is fantastic. Um, then the robots come in. I could deal with 90 minutes of robots fighting each other. You think you can, and then maybe not so much. But you're saying there's only like five? Yeah, there's only five or six uh, Autobots and only four or five Decepticons. So it's in. Do they have the tape player? Yeah, but he is a. Uh, he's iPod. like He's like a little boombox. And he would—he's what I would consider a pet or something. Like he does all the little mischievous shit. Yeah. So he's almost the comedy element. But does he have the cassette tapes oh, that, no, no, that no. are the bird and the well, panther? The weirdest yeah. thing I thought was just like in Bad Boys Two when Optimus Prime shoots a Haitian guy in the face. <laughs> but the landmine feel is I it mean, better than past that? Is it better than Bad Bad Boys Two? And since I, we've already I sort of—I don't know. Bad Boys Two is rewatchable. Yeah, here, it is rewatchable. <laughs> Here's the thing about Transformers. Everybody is going, and I've already seen, everybody's going to say they loved it because there's a nostalgia factor sure. attached to Not it. Not me. Um, the pro- my biggest downsides to it, I did not hate it. Right. I just think that the story about the, the, the movie is about the Transformers. The story about the Transformers could have been better. The human side of everything makes sense. Um, the story was very light, and... The the actual design of the Transformers, while pretty intricate and kick-ass, also made for uh, made it to be very hard to see what, what the hell going was going on. That because, was my concern. Yeah, as soon as they start fighting, there is so many blurs of gadgets yeah. and and tumbling around. Too detailed. Of, oh yeah, I mean okay. it's so fat. So fast and intricate in the design that you can't tell what's happening here or there. Well, you know, uh, whenever we were on our way to the to the shop, Sal actually made a comment about about uh, three hundred. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. What I liked about three hundred, well, because I the abs. Was, well, yeah, these, well, the abs and the sweet asses, but. <laughs> No, uh, the thing I have, like the concerns, what I I was concerned with the Transformers, exactly what you're saying, is that they made the Transformers look so sort of realistic. Right. You know, like the cartoon, it's like, okay, they're blocky and real easily. Yeah, you can tell what they are. You can tell who they are. Mm -hmm. But the ones they made for the film, you know, seeing the pictures, it was like they were so intricate and all this, you know, gears and pipes and all this stuff that once they start moving around, it was going to be tough to tell what was going on. Because a lot of times in CG movies, CGI-based movies, when action happens, it's so fast, it's hard. And I was saying with 300, what I liked about it so much is that all the action parts, they slowed slowed them all down so you could see all the cool stuff. And now that can't work with every film. No, no, no. But, I mean, I do, like, Transformers was definitely a thing where, like, every other 10 minutes... I don't know if you could shoot Transformers like that. Yeah, well, every other 10 minutes, you really like it, and then you really don't, I think, for me. Like, where I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. And they did do some lighthearted stuff with the Transformers and, and the actual character of the Transformers making them funny as well without going campy. Right, they did a right. great job of skirting the line of adding humor without making 
it a joke to, to sit through. Right. Um, it really, my biggest downside was just truly like Michael Bay had them like, oh, we're in the desert and now uh, I I don't really have a reason to take them from Nevada to downtown LA, but I want robots to fight in the city. So, uh, <laughs> hey, we'll go hide this thing right. in the city. Uh-huh. Like that, okay. you know, as a plot device, you're like, God, that is so stupid. <laughs> Why would you do that? So, plot-wise, it's not the best, but I'm sure people. Would but it was entertaining. It. You, you, you. I did, did not it. hate it. I liked it better than Spider-Man Three. Okay, there you go. Okay. So well, talking about nostalgia, uh, there's definitely a nostalgia factor with Speed Racer and the Wachowskis go are working Racer. on that uh, that movie. And anyone that watches Speed Racer knows that Chim Chim was always getting in trouble, and that that Chim. that theme is uh, staying true on Chim's the set. Chim's are the he devil's children. He got into a fight with a uh, got drunk? Chicago police officer, <laughs> and uh, Chim Chim got shot. But PETA is coming down on on the Speed Racer set because apparently the chimpanzees have gotten a little out of control and actually bit one of the uh, actors, uh, child actors. Oh, that's not good. You can get rabies. Who knows what kind of disease some dirty, filthy chimp. (laughs) We're going to lose our chimp listeners. Stop. Have you ever gone and really looked in the eyes of a chimp or a gorilla? (laughs) Yeah, a gorilla I have. It's like looking at every horrible thing you've ever done with a Living animal in your life, <laughs> like and ghost just the sadness, and the, the pissed at you. <laughs> really sad. It's just like oh. I often felt like <laughs> animals at the zoo. You just look, it's just like their faces just full of sadness and just the like gorillas are so much like looking at a person, right? So kind of, yeah. And it's sort of a real sad person. It's like yeah, for generations we've been yeah. locked up. I don't even yeah. know what freedom is. I've never experienced it. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it for so taking majestic ape that bit Vince Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, our last movie news. Uh, but little, hey, go, little, you know, Speed Racer. It's gonna have a cool car. So sure. yeah. don't. And the Wachowskis are doing it, so you know there'll be some kind of 360 fucking chip <laughs> shit. Do, 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 do. <laughs> like, like, a little, <laughs> like the chip's gonna jerk off, and then it's gonna be, but it's gonna be a bullet time. No, it's gonna oh be a chip throwing shit in bullet yeah, time. Yeah, bullet time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our last uh, our last movie news: uh, Captain America and Thor. It looks like there have been. Uh, uh, I don't know any of the, who any of these people are. Well, it, it's uh, uh, <laughs> scripts. Like it. Scripts have been turned in on both movies, and uh, the guy doing the Captain America script is David Self, who I believe did David the screen Self. the screen adaptation of Road to Perdition. Oh, okay. oh okay. why is it that in Hollywood it's like okay we're gonna make a movie based on comics mm-hmm. on a comic book character and a mainstream you know Captain America Thor Iron Man whatever it is mm-hmm. you know like th- there's been you know four bazillion stories told by these guys that write comics mm-hmm. but we need somebody that a has never written a comic and B most of the times has never even written a friggin movie script to write a, a new script based on these characters that have existed. I mean, I understand there's some differences between writing a comic I think it's book a comfort level with the writing, studios, uh, well, there's also, would be my guess. I mean, there, you, there's also, um, and I don't know if this is the case in every way, but there's also uh, unions in Hollywood, right? I mean, uh, as an artist, um, I've run into roadblocks and had to do some flipping Damn through unions. hoops. Uh, because of the Sorry, illustrator Tom. unions and the <laughs> animators guild, unions and the writers guilds and the directors guilds and stuff like that. But I think at the same time, it is a different beast of trying to... Uh, when you write a comic, you have sometimes all the time in the world to tell this big story. Um, for this type of medium, 
Uh, you got to fit it in two hours. And you try to fit all that stuff. Not that but at least get them involved. It's like, oh, well, have we seen like uh, these amazing script writers pumped out these award-winning scripts for Hollywood uh, versions of comic and books? And it's like, it, like just like anything else, right? It's a boys' club. I mean, it's I'm not saying all it's, men. It's, it's what you know, uh, and I think it's probably a comfort well, level with the studio. I don't even know if the comfort level as much as it is like, what's up, homie? You know, yeah. come over here and write my... Right. It's, well, comic books are no different. I mean, it's this, it, that's yeah. one of the main reasons it's so hard to get a job in comics is... It's all about knowing somebody, yeah. you know, and it's so if they can if they can throw the little the the loot around their little circle, why not? Why not? You know, well, they're not gonna Bastards. go. Like, all right, well, uh, uh, on to more serious news here. Uh-oh. Reported over at uh, Heidi McDonald's, the beat. <laughs> No, this is a great mark. I, I had to throw this yeah. in there. Seven uh, Eleven is teaming up with the Simpsons movie, and they have uh, uh, they have uh, decided to turn several Seven Elevens into Quickie Marts. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. That is pretty. Sweet. I, I want to go check it out. And I'm not even a Simpsons out. guy. I'm not one of these guys that worships at the altar That's of a, the Simpsons. It's a good promotion. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, if fantastic. you're gonna do something. For uh, for uh, you know a movie like that, uh, at least have some fun with it, yeah. and that that's a pretty good promotion. They're doing it with a dozen uh, a dozen Seven Elevens, and those stores uh, will carry uh, such items as Buzz Cola, Crustios <laughs> cereal, and Squishies. And uh, there's actually one in Chicago, guys. It's uh, uh, the locations that they have are uh, Burbank, California, Chicago, Dallas, Denver, uh, Lake Buena Vista, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, New York, San Francisco, Seattle, Vancouver. Vancouver and Washington D.C. and the one here in Chicago is uh, of all places uh, West 63rd Street, so it's a little bit of a trek for What's us. What's that neighborhood like over there? I wonder if that'll get a like raise controversy because it's pretty awesome and slightly racist. Well, you got Abu or Apu, you know the the uh, sort of yeah, that's kind of you know. Uh, Stereotypical. Yeah, well, I wonder uh, if, if you know. I don't go to the numbered streets. It's the Simpsons. <laughs> the oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that side. Ooh, South Side. <laughs> uh, but I actually saw pictures of, and it is a Quickie Mart. It is, it is an awesome marketing campaign. Yeah. I was. So they changed. I saw they the, uh, changed the look of the inside of the store. No, the outside is uh, a Quickie Mart. That's sweet. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that I'm gonna do that to my. I saw. I saw the uh, previews uh, when I went and saw uh, Die Hard. Uh, I went and s- I mean saw die hard, die hard, uh, Live Free or Die, die Hard, hard. yeah, Let's which I really fun. enjoyed. But um, <clears throat> I saw the previews for the Simpsons movie. It was kind of weird, like seeing it on a big screen like that because the art really, yeah. you know, it's like they they didn't try and like oh, yeah, ramp it yeah. up or anything. You know, what I mean, it's it's the Simpsons. It's the same Simpsons you watch on TV. But seeing it, you know, on this widescreen with you know Dolby surround sound was was kind of yeah. interesting. I'll never forget when I was in third grade. Uh, you were molested. I was in third grade, and uh, no, I don't want to talk about by a Seven Eleven um, manager. Uh, I mowed uh, like three extra lawns one week so I could buy a Bartman T-shirt. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We were talking about that this week. I, but because of that, because I mowed it when I was in third grade, I mowed three extra lawns to buy a Bartman T-shirt. That's why, Do you as remember a thirty-year-old man, I don't want to that Simpsons album anymore. Of music they came out with the uh, like uh, what was it? It had it was. I had the CD when I was a kid. The Simpsons? Oh, the Simpsons yeah. with the Bart rap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just high five. Well, I was talking about, I was saying to Chris, it's like, it's pretty amazing, you know, because back then, you know, when, when Simpsons were everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, CDs and T-shirts oh, yeah. and everywhere you turned, it was Simpsons. It's you a franchise any, that got over oversaturated. Yeah, yeah, you would think any other sort of uh, commercial 
you know, project like that would have burnt out. You know what I mean? It's like after that huge blast of just like the show in seven years, but but it's still around. It's, <laughs> and people still watch it. And I, still, I don't well, really. It definitely watch it. helped launch. I mean, it was definitely right in there at the beginning of the Fox Network. Yeah, I mean, Married with Children well, launched before, Fox. That yeah. show has almost been on for twenty years, guys. Well, I, are you counting even the the time Tracy that Ullman? Tracy the Tracy Ullman? Ullman. Oh. Gonna, that gonna, shit was funny. It's oh, going to yeah. stay well, on long enough to pass Gunsmoke. Is my prediction? There, wow! Is wow Gunsmoke the, it's only wow. got a couple more years. Really? To Warren Green and Homer Simpson. Yeah, the giants of TV. I mean, the Simpsons. I mean, like <clears throat> the ratings aren't as awesome as they used to be, but no. not bad enough that Fox won't milk. Oh yeah, every last oh it's, yeah. they tried to take the Simpsons out of the five thirty slot here in Chicago in yeah. syndication and the hate mail that that I believe they even had like five thirty uh, and six thirty five thirty and six thirty they even had like whenever they took it off the hate mail that came in and they had like billboards around Chicago that said oh, we heard you and it's back Simpsons at five thirty so. <laughs> Danielle Corsetto has announced that Girls with Slingshots is going to now go to a five day a week. That is her new full-time job, so congratulations to Danielle Corsetto for making Girls with Slingshots such a success. You does can check that out at girlswithslingshots.com. Is she going to eventually pull a Jim Davis, where it'll just be um, a character complaining about whatever they complain about? As long as it's not like Kathy, I'm okay. You're, you're okay with Why you hate women, dude? Jim- yeah. Why you hate women? Hmm? Why you Dude, sometimes it's hard to buy a fucking bathing suit that fits, yes. all right? <laughs> yes. It's no, embarrassing. Tell me part, about it. The worst part is when you can't get, like, the bottoms might fit, but the, but top, the top doesn't. Because you have a huge ass, but yeah. your breasts are small. Oh, good Lord. Now you hate women. I love a voluptuous woman. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Now we have you, some Kathy. comic book comic Some book real com- Oh, we have some No real offense to webcomicers. <laughs> no offense oh. to Kathy. Well, it's just not our specialty. When in doubt... Oh. Add Batman to a book and it will sell. And DC is doing just that. The Outsiders are, are adding their original founding members. I might so, actually buy it. Yep, Batman later on this year. And the Outsiders? Yep. Yeah. Batman and, and the Outsiders. You DC it. zombie. <laughs> no, just, he just sits and talks. Who? Batman? Batman yeah. In the issue? How do what you know he talks this? about? I'm You've in the, seen I'm, it? I'm behind the curtain, baby. Hopefully. You guys, are, you guys are clicking your goddamn ruby slippers. I'm back pulling the levers. <laughs> You're like the Gnome King in Return to Oz. You know it. So The Outsiders is wrapping up at, what, issue 50 is going to be the last? Again. Like 49. How many times have they restarted Outsiders? Oh, God. It's this goes back to three, the 80s. Three times? This goes back to, well, originally when The Outsiders started, it was Batman and The Outsiders, and it went mm-hmm. like about 25 issues. Right. And then it just became The Outsiders. Right. Then Outsiders. Outsiders came back recently in the last couple of years, yeah. and now it's and gonna now be it's going to be Batman, and, Batman the and the Outsider. Good lord! Which I don't, the, I don't think it's necessarily bad because I like the idea a little bit, <laughs> and I'm sort of intrigued if they change up the creative teams. Like I, I'm okay with Judd Winnick, but I, he's been I, there's not a lot of guys that can write 49 issues of one book and mm-hmm. make it really compelling for an entire 49 sure. issues. And I think this is a book that could benefit from somebody else getting on it and getting a yeah. hold of it and changing up the pace. I, I think, think the problem with The Outsiders and why it keeps changing is that it's got a really good name but... Not you know. a suite of characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always you been know. an outsider's cast. It's always been the B-list characters and sometimes that can make for a great book but I, I 
Sometimes it flops. sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, the B list characters are usually characters that not everybody is interested in. So the best idea is to throw a lot of characters that nobody's interested yeah. in together. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's it like works. a giant tub of not interested. Sales wise, <laughs> sales wise, it doesn't work. But sometimes, like it's just far as like a cool story. Sometimes yeah. it does work. But mm. sales wise, it very yeah. rarely yeah. Yeah. rarely works. Yeah. It rarely works. To well, throw it's like take all the worst yeah. TV shows. Combine them. <laughs> Not even the worst TV no, shows. No, just Take the worst characters from, from all, like, the yeah, all the TV shows. All the TV shows and throw them in their own <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's, like, it's like road okay, rules. Okay, so you tell me you don't want to see Radar O'Reilly from MASH. <laughs> Shove uh, Don't say he's not the, with Chachi, the bad character. With oh, Potsy I'm Weber. Jamie, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jamie F- uh, Klinger. <laughs> Klinger and Potsy Weber. Klinger and Potsy in pushing each other. That'd be sweet. And then Batman's coming in. And, and Batman. Batman. Then Batman. But Adam West, Batman. <laughs> but do you guys remember the... Uh, DC te- teaser image for Countdown uh, several months ago. Yes. Sure, I've that studied it. I've uh, deconstructed it. it yes, with your I hypothesis. know all the answers. I'm just not telling. Well, they know that a lot of people did come up with a bunch of the answers, and some of those have now been revealed in the DCU. So they've come out with another teaser image, and want to chit chat about this a little bit, mostly to get Tom's thoughts on this. And oh. if you haven't seen the teaser image, I uh, just know, to put it on. We've got a read about it at our site, but uh, um, the Luther's center... crying. Why? <gasps> With blood on his hands. Ah, Metropolis will get destroyed or something. L- Luther's outfit is fucking awesome. That's the early 80s. Uh, that is the... the Legion of Super... Uh, Legion of Doom. It well, it's the... Um, <laughs> the Scotty. <laughs> I know what it is. I had the toy where you click the knees together yeah, and then punch. Uh, <laughs> well, it's um, uh, some uh, uh, comic book and uh, religion-savvy person put together that the DC teaser image is uh, reminiscent, of, is reminiscent of The Last Supper. You see the penguin, the trickster. Uh, what's one thing I haven't noticed is if you look to the left of Luther, you see the black skiers. Skis. Yeah, I was going to ask about it. I'm like, what's with the black skis? What is that? Is there a skiing that, accident? He's a new god who's like the new god of death who always oh. shows up. When, the when black skier. That's the, the best skier. they can come up with. The yep. new, new god of death. Dude, it's fucking Kirby. Yeah, you should well, just fucking love it no okay. matter what. All right, sure. Why? I'm kidding. Why yeah. would this be the last? I don't get the Last Supper. Well, they're set, it looks like just they're the setting imagery, Luther look at the, up as, the as a right, martyr. Because if you look at those, I mean those 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 well, no, are even, okay. even, uh, Those are okay. This side. No, 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 no. the Last Supper table no, no, look, like three look, levels. Look at these characters here and these three characters. It works here. better on the right. It's separated it by levels. <laughs> Uh, but well, I think what's interesting, and then if you bring in the Da Vinci Code, you got the whole well, the, Mary Magdalene. Well, where, where does Luther's package fit in on the Last Supper painting? Uh, under the table. If there was a table, oh be, yeah, the original uh, Last Supper didn't have a table, and Jesus is huge. <laughs> Stop. Oh, Tom. Center. Oh, come on. Uh, Everyone knows Jesus was <laughs> you know, well, back. back. He's Jesus. He's the Jesus. son of God. Daddy Longstrom. Exactly. Uh, there's Kingdom Come Superman in the, in the teaser. And Roger the, is he holding Ray Palmer, or is that a Sinestro ring? That's a Captain that's Adam. That's the Captain Adam symbol. In this oh, okay. Uh, he, he also has the position of Judas, if you're going with the Last Supper. So hmm? we'll see whatever happens. Wait, wait. Right there. I wish this was a video. <laughs> I wish this is a video podcast a video so podcast. we could show. You got Catwoman. How is that the position of Judas? Because he's in the position that Judas. That's not Judas. Judas, yeah. has, that Judas? No, Judas has the money on the other side of the table. That's Judas. Talking to Mary. Good Lord. 
And that's the Joker. Oh, Joker is Judas. Judas. Oh, and I'm like a heathen, and I know that. Sorry, I got my I got my apostles wrong. Which one was Jesus doing? <laughs> Judas is the, the one, one holding the. Well, it would be Catwoman in this. You're right. uh, You're it would be Catwoman. Holy in this. shit! So Luther's gonna have sex with Catwoman. You guys all need the I, Lord. Yeah. Uh, oh, good Lord. Preach. Okay. Preach. You know. Anyway, I think it's anyway. kind of neat that DC's doing this, though. I mean, for like you know, people some that really get shit. into that kind yeah. of stuff. God it's super you. needy, nerdy stuff. But it's kind of cool if you're super nerdy. So there you go. A Scotty show up with his GoBot collection. <laughs> that's not all. Yeah, because I know people hated the GoBots, but fuck that. Oh, I can't wait for news from San Diego. <laughs> We're talking about pictures, pictures that, of things. Yeah. Uh, I did have one other. Uh, it wasn't really, well. It was kind oh, yeah, of a news story. Something uh, came out today. Yeah, there was just a story on on uh, uh, CBR that I really uh, liked, um, and I actually posted a thread about it on the forum. But uh, it was about uh, a group of people that dress up in costumes, cosplay guys that they dr- or guys and girls that dress up in superhero costumes, and they kind of all met at different conventions, and they decided to form a charity group called the Superhero Group, and uh, they spent the last weekend at the uh, Shriners uh, Kids uh, Hospital in Southern California, uh, just taking time to try and cheer up some sick kids. So I just thought that was probably the best use of people dressing up in superhero costumes that I've ever heard. And they, none of them looked completely inappropriate. No, the they, yeah, there were no bizarro like. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I just thought it was a cool thing, and uh, I don't know. I just wanted to kind of spread that word about that. So uh, they have a website, uh, MySpace page. It's myspace.com/superherogroup. Uh, so go there and tell them how awesome they are for doing yeah, that. If you're a, a stripper, uh, try and become friends with them. There you go. <laughs> God, lately. <laughs> All right, well, that will take care of our Wired Wire comic book news. That means it is time for Top of the Stack. Top, top of the stack. Top of the stack, stack, stack. That's right, it's Top of the Stack. Our chance to let you, the listener, know what we, the panel, have been reading for the last week. Mr. Caters, what is at the top of your stack? It was a tough choice. Uh, I'm going to break my own rule and mention something else. Uh, The fact that Action Comics came with 3D glasses was totally fucking rad. And that if you haven't had a chance to look at the 3D version, it's actually pretty cool. I uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I have to admit, it was pretty sweet. It was fucking. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm not down for that dirty <laughs> shit, but that was fucking. Sweet. I was just like, every comic should be yeah. this way after watching. Yeah. It was. Uh, it I was want my life to look like that. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. I have to say. Uh, but my my top of the stack would have to be scalped number seven. I wish they put that out in trade right now. They, there's an ad for um, a hard. I want to read it so bad. Uh, What I loved about this book is that uh, when it, and it sort of reminds me of my reaction to The Other Side when it first came out. Uh, My first reaction was The Other Side was sort of just like, um, what was the, Full Metal Jacket. Mm -hmm. Like, literally to me, the first, like, third of the first book, I was like, this is Full Metal Jacket. I read the first issue of Scalp, I'm like, okay, I get it, it's... A guy who's undercover, who's not, you know, isn't fit in. I'm like, okay, I've read this, I've read this. But as you get farther and farther along, you sort of get the idea that it's not so black and white with all the characters. Your main character of, uh, you know, Dashiell 
bad horse is sort of an ass, sort of an insane asshole, you know, <laughs> whose motives for doing things is just like to stalk this one chick, you know, and that's he isn't doing it like because he has some sort of great sense of right or wrong. And a lot of this issue, number seven, deals with Red Crow, who is sort of like the very corrupt leader of the, you know, kind of the, king, the kingpin king, almost, the kingpin yeah. of it, who set who set up this casino. But you get this very great story about how his whole life. Because he used to be, you've gotten hints that he used to be very idealistic and he was very radical politically and he's compromised since then. So you get this great sense in this book uh, that his whole life now for like probably the last 20 years has, has been him compromising to get to what he thinks is the best thing for his people. You know, so for, you know, Marvel fans, he's like the Iron Man <laughs> of the, uh, the Indian Reservation, you know, he's like he, he has this idea of what he thinks is the right thing to happen. He's he admits to like killing people, and he knows uh, all these murders. He'll do whatever it takes to, to do. Yeah, what he thinks is right. When you're first introduced to this character, he's really loathsome, and you really hate him. But you read this issue, and you sort of develop a weird sympathy for him because you realize he isn't. He's a bad man, but everyone in this book is a bad person. Right. You know, and there are no good people in this book. Everyone's an ass. Everyone has their own, like, selfish reasons. Yeah, the federal and, agents you want to yeah. hate. And, and his yeah. selfish reasons aren't actually probably the worst of selfish yeah. reasons. <laughs> He's They're actually more altruistic than some others. Yeah, yeah. and Jason Aaron, R.M. Guerra's art is just amazing in this book. Just like... It is fucking sweet. The last panel is just um, just such an iconic image. Uh, I love this book. There's an ad for the first uh, collection that's coming out. I believe it's a hardcover. Oh, I can't first, wait. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. This book has and exceeded... Jock, and don't forget Jock's covers. Are yeah. Fucking yeah. amazing. This book has exceeded my expectations. Because yeah. I, I had talked about previously, I picked like issue four or five, and I almost dropped right. it after the third issue because I was kind of like, I kind of see where this is going, and then the fourth issue was like, blew that all out of the water, right. and this it keeps doing that. It keeps like expanding on this universe. Of what you expect? Jason from Aaron Even after is yeah. Jason Aaron is a name to watch. If you haven't read his stuff, you should definitely check it. He's one of the guys I'm really looking forward to uh, chit chatting with uh, at uh, Wizard World Chicago because yeah. I'm, I'm sure that Jason. I mean, number seven will, uh, is such a sad story about such a person you're supposed to hate, but it's it, I mean it's incredibly sad to look at this character. You know, who's obviously had has always had the best intentions, but has done so many horrible things mm. to achieve his goals. So, sculpt. Very Number good. Seven. Gout. Uh, I'll go ahead and go next. Uh, no. One of the um, one of the books that Bullshit. just stays. Can, <laughs> Sky, do you want to go? I'm Sky? kidding. God. <laughs> no, one of the books that uh, just stays consistently good. It is always at the top of my reading list when it comes out, and and has been for several years now. Is the Punisher Max series by uh, Garth Ennis. Uh, this is last issue was the conclusion to the Widowmaker story arc with uh, pencils by Lan Medina, uh, Bill Reinhold, Chicagoan Bill Reinhold, doing uh, doing ink. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. What I up, Bill? When I read it. Mm-hmm. There you go. And, uh, of course, uh, as always, wonderful uh, covers by Tim Bradstreet. If you haven't been following the Widowmaker storyline, uh, uh, spoilers for this one, um, if you ever wondered what 
the people that the Punisher kills and what happens to the families of those people this kind of takes a, a very uh, a, a very hard look at that and these these very angry connected wives to these mob bosses and and made men get together and come up with a plan to kill the punisher and because they, he's killed all their husbands yes over time over yeah over several years and so they come up with this plan knowing that his one major weakness is a weakness for women in distress that's about the only redeeming quality that they see in in the punisher and his weakness and so they you know zero in on that you know i don't want to get into uh the nuts and bolts of the story but it was it was a really um good look at at the punisher as a character his his ideals towards women and that weakness and there's a woman a woman that gets introduced in the story that takes on the punisher persona to enact vengeance on these people that really ruined her life and it, while the Widowmaker storyline was really good, I just more than anything want to call attention to the fact that the Punisher Max series has been consistently good from its its inception, and it's it's the one Max book that I consistently go back to and read, and I think it's it's Garth Ennis at, at his best post preacher. So, uh, Punisher Max uh, number forty nine. It's the last of the Widowmaker story arc. Uh, if you're a fan of Garth Ennis or the Punisher I think that is the character at his best and the writer at his best right now so check that out in trades or in single issues yeah I've, I've really enjoyed the Punisher Max series also um, I, I every oh, just about every time I read one of the issues I keep thinking yeah this this should have been the movie yes you know this should have been the script that they used for the movie but um, this the Widowmaker series, and I talked to you about this, and I don't want to get. I'm not going to get into it, but there, I had uh, some problems with the story. While I enjoyed it, there was part of me that kind of went, "Well, should I have enjoyed it as much?" You know, for various reasons, mostly because it deals with um, this woman and 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 the the female characters and how they're portrayed in the book. But like I said, I don't want to get into it so much. The one thing about Garth Ennis, uh, especially on this series, he always makes me think. Mm -hmm. After you know, it's like he's always dealing with very difficult situations and very uh, horrible things that happen uh, in the world, in our real world. You know what I mean? Uh, this isn't about uh, necessarily you know things that are happening happening uh, so far fetched from reality. The, you know, he deals with uh, whether it's you know slave rings and prostitution and whatever it may be. The, you know, the worst of humanity. But these things exist. You see them in the newspaper. You see them on the news. It, it happens all the time. And uh, that's the one thing in this series that he, I think he's done really well is sort of uh, making you kind of aware maybe of of the mentalities and what causes some people to do the things that they do. Um, and also, you know, sort of aware of that these things are happening in the real world, uh, and he and he always seems to make me think whenever whenever I'm done with an arc. So it's it's it is really good stuff, and I think um, it, he takes the Punisher from, you know, a character that really turned into in the '90s a real uh, almost a joke, a you know, a caricature of the Punisher, and turned him into something. Um, a bit more meaty than that, and and you know can relate to uh, to real world situations. Yeah. So happy now. <laughs> so Scotty, what's your top of the stack? No, no there's nothing oh, good in the world now. <laughs> Punisher is depressing. 
Yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, as always, uh, because I don't read single issues, I finally finished uh, the first trade of Preacher. So, I mean, that's really all I read this week. So, oh, from Ennis to Ennis. Uh, yeah. Rocks you hard uh, like a hurricane. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so I finished the first Preacher trade. I think the last couple of weeks ago, I put that as my top of stack, but I only read like an issue, you know, one issue's right, worth of the trade. the trade. And now I finished all of it, and um, it's really good. I like it. it I'm, really I'm, I'm anxious to get to the second one tonight and uh, and start it. I think uh, I didn't really ex- – there are some things I didn't expect. Um, there are some questions I still have. Like, are there, I don't want to say questions, but there, there were some downsides – Throughout it, like, uh, but I, I, I didn't expect them to be searching for a, the God, mm-hmm. you know, in in person form on the <laughs> earth, which I actually think is great. Uh, I like how they approach the whole heaven aspect. And like I said, I know a lot of people have probably read Preacher, but I'm going to talk about it anyway for maybe people who haven't sure. that are out there like me. Um, I like the way they approach heaven, where it's. Uh, like you know, factory workers sitting around <laughs> yeah, bitching and complaining about work, like fuck him and uh, uh, the same. Can you believe we got to move killers. this cloud over here today? Yeah, they're just you know pissed off, angry workers. Uh, I like the Saint of Killers. You know, the guy they wake up, he's just a badass. Um, I do think that a few of the things that I was like, eh, and maybe it's because it's an older comic and I read a lot of stuff in between or whatever, but. Um, I didn't really understand why or how they were so, you know, Cassidy obviously is a vampire, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they kind of spring that on you, and they go, all right. You know what I mean? Like, I think that I love all the hardcore. Well, of course he is. Well, I like all the hardcore stuff that they put in it, but I want that, it almost becomes a little less hardcore because none of it shocks the characters themselves. None of it actually surprises the characters. When you have a weird cast of kids, like a preacher and his ex-girlfriend and a, just vampire. a random guy that turns out to be a vampire, uh-huh. they actually are like, Hey, you asshole. What? Oh, shit. You're a, vamp- you're a vampire. You're a monster, dumbass. <laughs> I was just like, wow, it- it doesn't really set up. Is it? Is this the world? Do people know that this stuff exists. I. It, I it's think more of those characters. And you. And when you find out what Tulip and Jesse went through before they got to. Okay. The yeah. First trade, and, and so it'll start to come together. Oh, it will. Yeah. It will. Okay. 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 But I can absolutely see that. And, and right. I think right. when I remember back when I read it too, yeah. it's, it's sort of the same thing because they don't ever. I felt like I was just for. for so I tell you how to feel about that. Yeah. Like, at a when right. supposed to be right. It, and, and I, I like felt that. like it was and dealt like it with in such a way that. I almost because I don't know what's coming after like everybody else already the had the second trade will blow it. your mind. <laughs> I actually was like I don't know is this I was I I was like I hope the second trade I hope it doesn't it kind of seemed self-indulgent at points because mm-hmm. of those things those and it didn't things. explain like again why like why when someone explains that god is on earth do you not go why is your your mind blow or instead of like in this book where they go oh cool let's go check them out fuck you I'm gonna do that let's go find them well there's certainly uh, I think an element of um, you know those characters having to be these uh, sort of badasses you know what I mean it's like where nothing would but once you I mean and that's the that series you learn 
You just opinion. continue to learn more and more about that's all cool. those yeah, that, well, that's good. Don't, don't say too much. No, no, no. no. But mm. no, no, yeah, like I said, for this one... There's some parts that are great. I think that's anything all... That, anything that right. lasts... I mean, when... Because when I sit here and look at nine volumes of a trade, especially in comic book world, I think... I look at nine volumes like, oh, wow, nine books. But really, I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. yeah. Nine trades. So each of those books, you know, t- took it's a couple of years. There, there's yeah. definitely yeah. stories in there that are... And, and I... Ups and I know, downs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, no, it's not... Uh, but... Overall, it's a it's a really right. good story, I really entertaining. Like, but there is, and I think I have that problem with Ennis a lot of times too. It's like it seems sometimes that he does stuff because it's like, uh, uh, yeah, watch it, me, right? You know yeah. what I mean? As opposed to necessarily crafting it for a good story. It's yeah. like ah, oh, this is this is gonna be you know fucking crazy and yeah. and uh, and I think he, I think preacher he, preacher. Well, that's what I mean. It's like <laughs> I the, like the boys. You know, it's mm. like to me that whole book has been like. Uh, how crazy, you know, it's like, how right. uh, much can I hate mainstream comics and, right. you know what I mean, that kind of thing, and how much how much can I get away with as opposed to necessarily uh, telling, that's why I think Preacher's one yeah. of his best works is because he, he kind of, he puts that stuff in there, but at the same time, there's this really good story. Well, on, and during the first trade, um, I was kind of glad to get near the end when they introduced the two police, uh, the, the detectives mm-hmm. that were following that murder case. Finally, because it, I, and I find this to be true in a, in, in a lot of writers, um, where writers tend to write every character from the same attitude or, or vantage right, point, where right. it's like, you know, uh, every character is a smartass. They're, you know, like watching the Gilmore right, Girls, right, right? right? You watch the Gilmore Girls, every Everybody, character is clever. so witty, <laughs> and it's like, there's they, no idiots you know, like, in this town. Oh my god, no, I already know what you're going to say, and I already so, got a huge diatribe comeback to go with it. And I felt like that a little bit with, I, I enjoyed Everybody's it. Everybody's a hard ass. But everybody was a hard ass. Cowboy. Everybody was the same attitude. And when you got to the end, I got, I, I got even a little bit more happy because it had kind of your sad sack, bad luck detective uh-huh. who, was just a piece of shit, and he and he did, you know, he just had no luck at all. Then you had the other side where he was a super hard ass, but of course he's, you know, but a little bit of a, whoo, a little crazy. Well, you'll like hair stuff. But uh, yeah, I did. Well. So I had, uh, I mean, there was there was plus and negatives the whole way through. I but many more pluses to me. Uh, just any, I'm always going to dissect. I mean, even the best stories, I'm always right. going to find well, sure. something from a story standpoint that I feel. But uh, this one was definitely. I, I'm glad to hear that they'll deal with some of that because I, I, it almost made me feel like if this is how it's gonna keep going, if I'm just gonna be expected to believe, like, nah, nobody would be shocked to see, you know. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know that they ever give you an explanation of, of. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's not necessarily like a clear cut. Here's why. No, I don't need a why. You know but like what I mean? Said, if but you, you learn more. For, I'll yeah, realize again. Uh, it's yeah. not about why. He's a vampire. Those why that's able to happen? It's right. why is nobody surprised? I mean, right now, if if Tom looked at me and went, "Hey, baby," and fangs popped out, and he went to buy my neck, and you guys I just went, "Oh, that's crazy." You want to eat? <laughs> well, here, you know, I no. think this has been a great conversation. Yes. But I also think it would be great to pull a seventy-five percent vertigo sweep. <laughs> this faker. Oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, uh, thank yeah, you, Tom. I didn't want to go too so long. So, preacher, preacher, uh, <laughs> preacher. It's easy to go. Yeah, preacher. All right. My, my top of the stack is uh, a Virgo book, Faker Number One. Seventy-five percent, baby. From yeah. uh, Mike Carey and uh, oh, man, and Junk. Take Max. Uh, I mean, I want Exterminators to be my top of the stack. What's it? What's your book called? Faker. 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 And I had no idea what it was. Uh, I picked it up because it was Mike Carey and Jock who 
worked on stuff before. Calls everything. And, uh, yeah, the guy's all over the place. But this story, uh, I like I said, I had no real expectations of it. Faker number one, didn't know. And when you first start reading it, when I first started reading it, uh, it's about this young, uh, pretty college student who um, seems to be very manipulative and... Uh, you know, it starts off with her uh, trying to set someone up, one of her professors, to you know basically con him and, and this kind of stuff. Um, and so that's you know probably about halfway through the story, I was sort of like, oh, okay, you know, this is kind of interesting. The art's good, and it's going to be about this uh, sort of horrible young college student, uh, you know, doing horrible things to people, and then something will come around. But then, like about halfway through the book, it sort of changed, and you started to meet her friends, college roommates, different people, and they sort of are coming back for the for the uh, new semester, that kind of thing. Um, and then there's this whole other element introduced into the story uh, about, you know, the, the, the title, you know, the faker. And, and it's uh, maybe uh, supernatural, it may be you're not you're not really sure, and by the end of it, I was like, "Wow, that was a lot more interesting." And now mm. I'm excited about finding out the next book, or, or finding uh, the next issue, and seeing where this story goes. Um, it's uh, it's definitely an adult book, uh, you know, as far as uh, that goes. But um, but the story was, like I said, it was just more. I was more interested because it was sort of. Uh, well, here's here's kind of what you think it's going to be, and then I'm going to flip it on you, and it still makes sense, right. but it's uh, it's maybe something different. You're not sure, and it really left a lot to the imagination. I, you you know, I don't at the end of it, I didn't know, you know, I don't have all the answers to it. I don't really know what's going to go on with this. I have no idea what's coming next, and I really enjoyed that about it. But at the same time, the story that was told was interesting. The characters were interesting, getting to know them. Uh, they're not necessarily good characters. They're not, you know, there's there doesn't seem to be any heroes in this story at this point. Um, but uh, but overall, it was an interesting first issue, and I'm looking forward to the next one. So I'll look forward I'm, to the trade. I'm really glad that uh, <laughs> that Jock is back on a monthly because I love his sequence. Jock Green Arrow, your one's coming out. Yeah, next I can't too. like. I don't. There are certain artists out there that will, mm -hmm. you know, in my lifetime. I will have probably said, or I never said this, but I will say it now, I probably would have never in my life picked up uh, Green Arrow, ever. Yeah. But I will pick up the trade. When <laughs> Andy Diggle, Because Jock. of Jock, yeah. I mean, yeah. Andy Diggle, I really like him too, but Jock is what's losers. good for me. If you haven't read The Losers. I have The God, Losers. I haven't started it. it yet. Oh, I got to do it. I got to do it. That is so good. Oh, so give good. me a minute. All right, so that, that, that is, oh. a, well, no, that is, that oh. is a... Uh, <laughs> That is losers, a, we have email. Well, no, but but, <laughs> but, but, but oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry about slamming. I'm sorry. I, I I didn't put it in the notes because oh, I made what? a mental note. That's a look at our favorite books from this week, but we need to look at what's coming out this week. Because uh, why? Oh, because okay. it's time for future stacks. There you go. Future stacks. All right, uh, this is Future Stacks, which is a title I love. Um, we're going to take a look at what's coming out next week. This is by no means a complete uh, list of stuff, but uh, but just a few uh, books that are coming out. Uh, from Dark Horse, we got uh, Martha Washington Dies. Uh, this is a one-shot from uh, Frank Miller, Dave Gibbons. 
24 pages, $3.50. Um, I guess she's going to die. Uh, who wants to be a superhero? Feedback number one. Yeah. I just get next. Yeah. Um, Is that from the, the TV show? Yeah, yeah. They're making a fucking... Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was are. the whole deal, Scott. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. I missed that whole awesome train. All right, DC Comics, Friday the 13th. Pamela's Tale, number one. Um, Mark and Dre. Uh, well, it's Vertigo. Oh, uh, Mark and Dranko uh, oh. and Dustin Nguyen um, uh, and Sean Maul are doing that. Um, I really just threw that in there because Mark and Dranko. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's awesome. Yeah, but uh, I didn't. Read Manhunter. There you go. Green Arrow, year one. We were talking about that. Jock, Andy Diggle. Mm. Uh, Green Lantern 21, the first chapter of the Sinestro Corps. Uh, Jeff Johns, Ivan Rice, I believe. Yes, it is. Um, uh, And then we got uh, Superman 664 is coming out, Kurt Busiek. um, Written by Kurt Busiek, art and covered by Carlos Pancheco and Jesus Marino. Um, uh, This just continues the storyline of of the whole Orion or Arian of Atlantis thing that's been going on in that. But that's uh, that's been a really good book, the uh, Superman six. Uh, series consume number one, uh, a new a mini series coming from Image. Um, I, uh, this just kind of looked interesting. When nerdy Oliver falls in love with beautiful Casey, he has no idea that she's been marked by her ex-boyfriend Gavin to be possessed by Cavlith, Lord of Chaos. So I thought it sounded pretty kind of interesting. Ooh. Dust number one is another new series from Image. Um, it's kind of explained as the Dirty Dozen versus robot zombies and more. How can you go wrong? Okay, you go. Marvel Comics, uh, Annihilation Conquest, Wraith, or Wrath, uh, number one. Uh, Civil War Chronicles. I wanted only reason I wanted to mention this is this is a reprint of Civil War Frontline number one, uh, uh, Civil War number one, and a couple other Civil Wars like they did before with um, uh, what you call it. Um, uh, uh, new Avengers Illuminati, yeah. where they wow. reprinted. It's not back- new. This is not a new issue. So, Civil War Chronicles, it's four ninety nine, and it's reprints all that stuff, but it's not a new issue. So, don't think it is. Deadpool, uh, GLI, Summer Fun Spectacular, forty eight pages. Dan Slott, Fabian Nicieza. Uh Yeah, I figured that would Great Lakes Initiative and, and Deadpool. It'd be funny. Um, Fantastic Five number one this is uh, the new miniseries uh, from Tom DeFalco and Ron Lim who's fucking awesome Ron Lim but so uh, Punisher War Journal number nine um, more Matt Fraction Ariel Oliveri or Olivetti good stuff uh, part four of the Blood and Sand storyline uh, World War Hulk Gamma Court number one Frank Thierry Carlos Ferreria um, Oni Press, Stephen Colbert's Tech Jansen, yeah. number one is finally coming out. I think we're going to talk with um, um, Stephen Colbert. With no, Stephen Colbert. no, with, uh, with Tech Jansen, with, with uh, Robbie Rodriguez, and uh, is it Jim Maffey? Uh, I don't have their I don't have the name. I, I believe that's so. who's there. And uh, yeah, we've been emailing back and forth, so we may talk to them about Tech Jansen coming up soon. Uh, Nexus number ninety nine, Nexus Returns, Baron and Rude. We've been talking about that forever. Pick it up. It's coming up next week. Yes, definitely. Uh, Nicholas Cage's Voodoo Child Hyrapy. I can't even pronounce it. Hyrapy. You don't need to pronounce it to buy it. It's on Future Stacks. That's right. Uh, the pronunciation keys are written wallet. by Mark Carey. And, uh, the only thing that could say this is it's written by Mark Carey. Uh, Not Nicholas Cage. I don't think Nick's He presents it. He's 
Tom Kidders is and his son. Thomas. Him and, and his, his son, son created it. Have you seen his son <laughs> for around time? Yeah. Uh, do why you see, are you, no, you fucking with people's looks, I'm man? I'm not. Just because he doesn't no, have I abs like us, yes. baby. DC, okay, now we got some trades. Uh, Clubbing, which is another of the Minx line, a new Minx line book from, uh, this is uh, Andy Watson and Josh Howard. Um, 9 pages. Elric, making of a sorcerer trade paperback. Uh, Michael Moorcock, Moorcock art and Walter Simonson written. Uh, that trade's coming out. Hellblazer, the red right hand. Uh, this collects Hellblazer 224 through 228. So the Andy Dickel stuff? No, this is Denise Mina. Okay. And uh, Leonardo Manco. Uh, Showcase presents Batgirl Volume 1. 552 pages, 1699. This is uh, uh, the old, you know, old Batgirl stuff. Uh, Early John Room, Carmine Infantino, Gil Kane, that that good stuff. Uh, Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters trade. Uh, this is the new series by Palmiotti and Gray. Um, 208 pages, 1499. Uh, Image Comics has some graphic novels. Black Cherry. I just thought this was kind of funny sounding. Donna's luck mafioso Eddie Peretti is so desperate for cash, he's agreed to steal a dead body from his own mob boss. Things only get worse when he discovers the body isn't human. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, body. Uh, 24-7, Volume 2. I Spoilers? <laughs> I love 24-7. Yeah, and so the Volume volume 2 is coming out. Oh, that uh, comes out this week? Well, I, I had di- different reports. Uh, yeah, one I site told me it came out this week, and then another one told me... In di- so I, wa- I, I put it in there. I think it's stacks. coming. Yeah, I know. It's uh, Jack Kirby Silver Star hardcover uh, is coming out from Image. Uh, Sam and Twitch, the Brian Michael Bendis Collection, Volume 2, for all you Sam and Twitch fans. I never read that. Was that good stuff? Um, some of it. Uh, this is collects issues 10 through 19. <laughs> Bring um, an endorsement. <laughs> Hey, uh, <laughs> stacks covers everything. Marvel, that which you won't like. Marvel. Well, no, I mean, so I, for me personally, I you know it, it's okay, but uh, <laughs> you know I know people are big fans. of Maybe it. they'll sponsor the show now. So with that, with that, yeah, awesome, maybe Ben. You know, for me, it's all right. Well, I guess. you know, I don't know. If I got nothing else, and I'm on the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> From Marvel, we got uh, Hulk. Vi- <laughs> Hulk Visionaries. Uh, Peter Vi- Peter David Volume Four Trade. Uh, so if you uh, want to check out some of that cover by John Byrne. Uh, Next Wave Agents of Hate Volume 2, I Kick Your Face, premier hardcover coming out, which is good stuff. Next Wave's an awesome comic. Punisher Max Trade Paperback Volume 5. Uh, this is the Slavers uh, arc. We talked about really that a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. That's a great, great arc. Squadron Supreme, Hyperion versus Nighthawk, uh, which was Mark Guggenheim, Paul Galassi. That was a really good miniseries. Mm-hmm. If you like this whole Squadron Supreme, uh, yeah, that was all right. Yeah, I thought it was. Thanks, ringing endorsement. <laughs> I liked I it. it. Okay. Wonder, I liked and then Wonder <laughs> Man, my fair superhero trade from Peter David. Um, I know uh, there's a lot of Wonder Man fans out there. Virgin had a couple of trades that are coming out. Ra- Ramayan, uh, Volume 1, and the Sadhu, Sadhu, Volume 1, are coming out from Virgin. And uh, and that's about it. That's about everything. There's, uh, I'm sure, plenty more that I didn't mention, but that was enough. More than enough. So go to your local there's comic some, shop There's and just buy some comics. stuff, yeah, that are coming out, so. Uh, just yeah, take a look. look uh, yeah. Uh, 
All right, thanks for the look at... That's uh, Future Stacks! I've, I've embraced the lameness of that how, name. Uh, how does it feel to have just stepped into the future and seen what you will love? Yeah. <laughs> or think it's okay. It's okay. Whatever. Or Sal, who actually opened up his legs and gave birth to that idea. <laughs> yeah. Which is Future Before stacks. you all corrupted it yeah. and turned it into the vile... <laughs> and we do have some emails this week, so uh, I'm going to start us off. Are you going to do the first one? I'll start us off. Uh, say, fellas. Oh, I turned your uh, th- mic off. This is from... <laughs> Turn my mic off. Let me put that this back is up. from uh, Ryan Stegman, who is the artist of um, Magician Apprentice. Very handsome. Yes. Very yes. handsome. Which is the... Who, who, uh, puts, who puts that out? Very tall. Uh, it's uh, um, Dable, uh, Dable, Dable Brothers Dable from Brothers. Marvel. Oh, your okay. company. Yeah. And Ryan, <laughs> great guy, donated a lot of artwork uh, in well, New York for the, the hero donations that we did. Okay. Ryan, very, very nice guy. And uh, and he writes in and says, say, fellas, and, and he's a very Isn't talented Isn't he the bastard artist. who started off the whole uh, Alan, Alan Moore book? Yeah, yeah, thanks, the, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, sometime in the future, when months. Scotty Young or Mike Norton or any of the amazing artists, is Burnham still here? Yeah. He is. Hey, Burnham! He said amazing. Yeah, he's yeah, not. Oh, he's <laughs> not. Okay. Sorry, no problem. Oh, good lord. Right. Any of the any of the amazing artists you have on the show uh, are on. Could you ask them on the air uh, what their process is for creating pages? The things I like to know are the stuff like how tight they go with their layouts or thumbnails. If they draw the page smaller first and then go to their final board later, uh, and anything else they want to add. These are the types of things that really interest me, and I think would be valuable information for any aspiring artist. Please do it for me, for little old me. Thanks, Ryan Stegman. So, uh, Mr. Young, what is uh, your process for layouts and, and getting stuff down on boards? Uh, mostly, it's mostly prayer, right? Yeah, I talk to the <laughs> Lord, and he does it for me. Uh, no, honestly, well, first, thanks, Ryan, for uh, the kind words. And uh, But you know what? Honestly, it... Well, may- I mean, technically, it wasn't... He said Scotty Young, Mike Norton, or any of the amazing artists. So you might not technically be amazing. Well, everybody else is amazing, but I'm fucking awesome. (laughs) Okay. Remember fuckingawesome.com. All right, go. Uh, No, as far as the process goes, honestly, um, I almost think it should just be like a show in itself. or It's it's not something... It really is a pretty lengthy process. and uh, maybe sometime I'll actually, uh, maybe I'll get Norton to come over and we'll throw my video camera on and do a little quick thing and, and uh, actually show you. Because it's, for me, I there's a lot of steps that I take from from the thumbnail to the finished page that I'd, I'd hate to just rush through uh, for. So maybe we'll, maybe if the guys are cool with it, we'll, uh, we'll attach a little video at some point or talk about it a little bit more on another show. But I'd be glad to, to let you know. Because well, I, I'm, I'm always... Desperate for content, so... Yeah. I mean, we'll do that, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have no problem fitting that into <laughs> our hectic talking about bullshit news. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, but I think I, I'm the same exact way as as uh, as Ryan is. I, am, I still 
will email artists that I've become friends with and uh, what kind of pencil you use and what paper are you using so I definitely think it's a, a an interesting thing for the aspiring artists out there to to know all the different ways I know Norton does them does things a little different than me and mm-hmm. I do a little different than so and so and it's it's different for everybody but we're kind of talking about it today at, uh, at work Sal and I it's uh, it's kind of like a, a baseball player's batting stance you know it's Everyone is different, right. you know, and it just kind of depends on, you know, on how you got into it and whatnot. Yeah. That we're artists, but kind of yeah. So yeah, like I said, maybe we'll I'll throw my video camera on in the studio and hey, there you go. Show a little thing or be the yeah. first around comics video cast. You guys ever done video before? No, no. never done. Oh, what's no. up, dinosaurs? Um, oh yeah, I know we're living in retro. Yeah. Like Jurassic yeah. Park. We have another video's email. a dead medium, man. Yeah. It's. Uh, Hey fellas, episode 114 was pretty great. No offense to Chris. Uh, yeah. No, it was so no great, in fact, that I'm sending you this ten million dollars. No, Ooh. attached cover art to a non-existent comic book. Is that the uh, cilantro? Cilantro. Cilantro. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, inspired by some stupid crap that Scotty said, and I made it work, which goes to support Tom's assertion that government employees can't be fired. Anyway, love the show. Thanks for giving me another way to neglect my job and loved ones, Mappy. P.S. I fucking hate Scotty Young and want him to go to hell. But on second thought, he's awesome. I would not want to live in a world without him. <laughs> what did I say at the opening of the show, fellas? That you're exactly right, man. You, you fucking hate me, like but a, wait. You now love you love me. me. And if you, uh, you know. Thanks for uh, liking the last show. If you hate this one, email Chris at Chris at around Thank you, Sal. <laughs> Why don't you read our last? And well, email and remember, here. Well, tell everybody he did actually send in a drawing. Oh, the cilantro, of the cilantro, cilantro core. core. It's on our, our forum on the, uh, the that episode yeah. one fourteen uh, page, so you can it's check it out. Yeah, it was very funny. Uh, this was uh, hey guys. Uh, I just wanted to drop you a line and tell you uh, that future stacks rocks with an X. with an X. In fact, I think this should uh, only be the first of several new stacks. For example, how about Tom's Quarter Stacks, where Tom tells us his favorite quarter books from the week, or Queen and Country Stacks, where Chris tells us his favorite or three favorite Queen and Country issues that week. Hmm. Or, 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 or why is it why is it fucking three in the morning stacks, and why can't I go home stacks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so tired, Stacks. No, it's not my I'm fault. So, I'm pissing myself. I'm so drunk, Stacks. <laughs> what is it? Listen. Do you have a weak bladder? No, you talk I'm about pissing yourself an awful lot, my friend. I'm concerned. I Let me tell you. Medish. It's not about weak bladder. <laughs> Let's. Why can't I like golden the, showers? When we get to the <laughs> camp story <laughs> episode, <laughs> and we'll deal with Scotty's urine fixation. <laughs> Until then. Hold it. That'll be for the, no pun intended. That'll be for the video yeah. cast. No more stacks. We have some enough people, stacks. Some people here. laugh and I piss. Scotty Young's <laughs> urine stack. Everybody does some. Everybody has different reactions. So to that, was, so that was from, right uh, on the blue line from O'Hare. That was uh, that's, that's my smell. Yeah. That was from Eric Houston. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Urine stack. Although uh, I, d- I do kind of <clears> like the idea of of of, of the quarter book. Uh, yeah, I'd have know. to read one a week. I w- yeah. yeah. Mm. Maybe you do it once one, a month. Right? Yeah. Maybe you do it once a month and go, uh, I'll just pick here's some quarter books. I'll talk about whatever. It's not going to be around <laughs> comics anymore. You guys are going to have to a put sub some show, effort. spin-off show like uh, like Grey's Anatomy is now spinning off. Is it? Around really? Comics is going to spin off and then do a stacks. Do you watch Grey's Anatomy? Around yeah. Comics? Do you like that show? I watch everything. No, it actually around pisses comics. me off. Too <laughs> I, uh, that's what I don't understand. I've I love the and, first and season. The second season pissed me off and the third season really fucking pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. Why don't you well, write a letter to the editor? In, adi- in addition <laughs> to emailing the show, there are other ways that you can interact. One of those is our hotline. one 888 65 gcast Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. And there you go.
We'll play it on the show. Maybe. You can also join our friend of the program, uh, friends of the program, where you can go to aroundcomics.com, download and print out our LCS Challenge flyer, ask your comic shop manager or owner if they'll display it in the store. If they do, we'll uh, uh, send us an email. We'll mention it on the show, as well as uh, put a link to it on our websites. Uh, also, you can visit us at uh, myspace.com slash aroundcomics. Uh, What's the other one? Comicspace. Comicspace.com slash around comics. Or, or uh, frapper.com slash around comics. We have a couple frapper <laughs> we members. Do, we do have some new frapper members that join us uh, this week. Timmy Wood from Houston, Texas says, That's right. Representing the AC Love from Houston. Yeehaw. And, uh, Houston's the fattest city in America. So Really? Timmy. Stay. Congratulations. You beat out Chicago, which uh, I think was number three. We also have Yorko from Mexico City, Mexico, and he said, love the show. He also was on our uh, Introduce Yourself forum, and he had a link to his uh, blog page, which was yorko.blogspot.com, and uh, he was a pretty damn talented artist down there in Mexico City. There's another pretty darn talented artist down in Mexico City, isn't there? Umberto and, uh, Umberto and, and down there? Francisco. Mm-hmm. I hear Vicente Fox is also a hell of an artist. I live in, in uh, I live in Edgewater. <laughs> Here in <laughs> Chicago. Doesn't Fuck quite have you. the same sexy. No, it doesn't actually. Uh, uh, you can also leave us a iTunes review. Yeah, because yeah, that's mm. Chris. Chris loves the iTunes review more than any of us. He yeah he uh, sleeps with the iTunes review. It's true. Um, thanks it. to Ingle Lizard. Up Ingle to Lizard no up to no good. <laughs> David Myers. <laughs> Cami Knoxville, Go UT, uh, E. Cola, and Jerk from Pod Six. What is that? Is that a joke about something? I don't know. Well, jerk from Pod Six. From Pod 6. Is that a Star Wars reference? reference? No, I know that. Oh, but is that from Pod Six? Is that like a Star Wars reference? Or jerk uh, from Pod Five was a very unpopular Bill Cosby show <laughs> in the <laughs> 70s. I know, oh, I all right. That makes it was a very unsuccessful <coughs> Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor movie. Yeah, they're tenth. <laughs> yeah. Jerk from Pod Seven. Uh, uh, you can also check out all the great things that Around Comics has to offer. It's your source of the best in uh, kind of comic book news, reviews, and opinions. We also have a great forum, so go there and check it out. Thank you again to oh, Borders uh, for sponsoring this episode. To help mice Thanks. thrive in a world filled with harsh conditions and predatory attacks, the Mouse Guard was formed in this first volume. Saxon, Kenzie, and Liam. Oh, are dispatched to find a missing Boy. merchant mouse You're that never arrived at his destination. In doing so, they stumble onto much more than they had ever bargained for. Get your copy of David Peterson's breakthrough also series, boy. Mouse Guard, at your local Borders. Borders is your home for the newest graphic novels, manga, and more. Find a store near you at borderstores.com. Borders is not a boy, it's a corporation. Yeah. Yes, a big one. Uh, we would also like to talk about the Hero Initiative. We are proud to support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who need financial medical... Oh, God. Who need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809 and ask for money for a cab home. (laughs) And here's the big moment that everyone has been waiting for. We had our Be a Hero contest the last six weeks or so where we asked people to donate to the Hero Initiative. And uh, if they did, they would be entered into a drawing for a prize pack consisting of a great uh, signed and uh, uh, numbered, numbered, Sketched in, one-of-a-kind, 
Jeffrey Brown, I'm going to be small hardcover edition. We've got a hardcover uh, Scotty Young sketchbook that uh, you'll be able to, I, I guess, request the sketch. That he's going to pee correct? on oh, for man. you? Well, let's, let's not go over <laughs> the top here. Folks. Okay, it'll be a stock <laughs> yeah. sketch that yeah. Scotty... A stamp. No, it's it going to be a sketch be, of yeah. Scotty by Scotty. It's actually, it's, it's goddamn uh, shrink-wrapped, so I'm not... It won't even have fingerprints on it. <laughs> no, I'll open it up and do something, I guess. Uh, Mike Can Norton hey, did a, it on uh, air, a, man. a Fallen Sun, uh, Women in Edition uh, sketch. We've got uh, to one. Chris, Burn, uh, Chris Burnham and, and uh, Tim Seeley, so a bunch of great stuff. Uh, we also have uh, one. Tim Seeley, you're going to do something? Well, we're Scotty? Still, we're oh, we're talking. doing it now. <laughs> yeah. All right, oh. everyone, everyone that donated, thank you so much. We raised uh, almost $600 for Gerald. And Scotty, why don't you pick out our first winner? Oh, we get multiple winners? Oh, we'll take Two. out one. Only one. And this is our grand prize winner. And the winner is? And the winner is, if you can believe it. Yes. Brock. No, there it is. Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> totally rigged because his wife is hot. Uh, <laughs> Braxton made a very healthy. Yes. He did. I'm going to pick the That's next funny. one. Well, you're going to pick out probably Braxton. Braxton. Because so, he dumped a bunch of money Hero's way, so. The next winner and uh, winner of a fifty-dollar uh, gift certificate to InStockTrades.com. Jack Hoover. <laughs> Good lord! Really? He's dead. We can't give him the pet. No, right God, wait till trade number two. It'll it'll explain why we shouldn't be shocked. This note burned down twenty years ago. It's actually Trevor Pearson. Yay, Yay Trevor. Trevor! Thank you, guys. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate the help. So and, uh, Braxton gets the big pack. Braxton yeah. gets. Yeah. So you got to do him a sketch. Oh yeah. You got to do it's Braxton. Now Braxton's going to be you doing his wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But it's not going to be a sketch. It's going to be video. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah, Braxton. Well, I'd like to thank all those uh, contributors to Zero. I'd also like to thank everyone on the panel today. Sal, Scotty, Tom, the ghost of John Suntress. Braxton's wife. Yeah. Oh, come on. Wife, all right. Hey, hey, That's hey, enough. Hey, 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 hey married people, take it down easy, a notch. Easy. They're just mad because they're like, oh, my God, that could really happen. Scotty's abs are He's not. He might creep, he might creep Scotty, into my, my Scotty life. Was, he, Scotty was one of the 300 Spartan soldiers. Braxton's going to have a nightmare where Scotty's, like, on the window ledge with his rippling. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone have a fantastic uh, rest of your week. We'll be uh, we'll be back again on Thursday with uh, our talk about music and comics and comics and music and all sorts yeah. of fun stuff. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in and around Braxton's life. <laughs> <laughs> like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the contact us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time when the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics.
Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved. Yeah. Why you got my love and left me long?